Now in the following verses, more examples are given. Firstly, an example from history is given. And now, examples from this universe, the creation is given. Allah says, وَآيَةٌ لَهُمْ وَآيَةٌ and a sign لَهُمْ for them is الْأَرْضُ الْمَيْتَةِ The dead land. An example for them is the dead land. Meaning if they don't take lesson from history and don't accept the word of the Prophet, then let them see the signs and learn from them. Ayah is an alama. Ayah, the word ayah means alama. Meaning an indication. A sign that signifies something else. So something that will prove the truth to them is what? Al-ardu al-mayta the dead land. And notice over here the word ayatun. Ayatun, see the tanween at the end, it shows that the noun is nakira. Alright? And nakira sometimes is for the purpose of tafkhim, to show the enormity of what is being mentioned. So, wa ayatun lahum, meaning a great sign, a very clear, a very evident indication for them is the dead land. Ahyaynaha. We brought it to life. The dead land meaning barren and dry. That is impossible to cultivate. But what happens? We bring it to life. We revive it. Can you do it yourself? No, you couldn't. وَأَخْرَجْنَا And we produce minha from it حَبَّن Grain. What kind of grain? Of all types. فَمِنْهُ So from it يَأْكُلُونَ They eat. If we did not revive this dead land, if we did not produce grain from it, food from it, then what would you eat? The earth is literally, it is a miracle. Life is a miracle. It's amazing. If you think about it, mud mixed with water, it brings so much life. So much life. It's amazing how so many plants can come out. What's the color of the soil? What's the color of water? Brown mud, Right? And clear water mixed together. Alright? And then there's some seeds, you know, some organisms in there. And what happens? There's so much life because of it. In Surah Fusilat, ayah 39, Allah says, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنَّكَ تَرَى الْأَرْضَ خَاشِعَةً فَإِذَا أَنزَلْنَا عَلَيْهَا الْمَاءِ اِهْتَزَّتْ وَرَبَتْ so this is a proof for them. This is a sign for them. They deny the hereafter. They deny Allah. Well, a proof of Allah's power, His absolute power and sovereignty, a proof of the truth of resurrection is the earth itself. It's a big sign. It's dead. Impossible to cultivate. One rainfall or a little bit of water and you have food. فَمِنْهُ يَأْكُلُونَ From it they eat. وَجَعَلْنَا And we have made fiha in it. Meaning in the earth we have placed jannatin, orchards, gardens. Gardens of what? مِن نَخِيلٍ Of date palms وَأَعْنَابٍ And also grapevines. The word jannat is a plural of jannah. And jannah literally is a garden. The verb jannah is to cover. It means to cover, to hide. And a jannah is a garden that is kathirul ashjar, that has many trees, green, lush, fresh vegetation. Because that is what covers the ground, it hides the ground. Right? And that is what makes the garden dark also. Have you noticed that in the winter, right, forests, they look so bright. Why? Because there's snow on the ground, isn't it? 
and then there's no leaves, nothing, no vegetation to cover, to hide anything. So Jannah is a garden that is full of vegetation. So Kathir al-Ashjar, many plants, many trees. So in the earth, we have placed gardens of palm trees. Nakhil is a plural of the word Nakhl. And the entire Nakhl is useful. Wa'arnab, Arnab is a plural of Inab. And again, the whole Inab is useful. The whole grapevine is useful. Have you ever had those rolls that are made with grapevine leaves? Have you ever had them? Hmm? So you can even actually eat the leaves. I remember as a child, my grandparents, they had this massive grapevine covering the entire house. All right, And we would even eat the stem. Because even that has flavor. All right, So the entire grapevine is useful. The entire date palm is useful. وَفَجَّرْنَا And we have caused to burst forth fiha in it, meaning in the earth, مِنَ الْعُيُونَ Of springs. Plural of the word عَيْن. What is عَيْن? A spring, a fountain. And the word فَجَّرْنَا فَجَّرَ يُفَجِّرُ تَفْجِيرُ Is to cause to explode. To cause to flow with a lot of force. So, we see over here, in the first ayah, the hab, the grain is mentioned. In the second ayah, the fruit is mentioned. Because what is more important to people, the fruit or the grain? The grain. Isn't it? If we don't get our bread, if we don't get our rice, it's as if we haven't eaten. Even if we have a bowl full of fruit, it's nothing compared to one piece of bread. Isn't it? So, first the grain is mentioned because of its importance. And then the fruit is mentioned. And the fruit that is mentioned over here is also very amazing. Because date palms, where do they generally grow? In the desert. It's amazing. Date palms in oasis, in the midst of a barren desert. Isn't that a miracle? A little bit of water, ayun and ayin, a spring is gushing forth. And because of that, so many date palms and so much food. And generally also, if you think about it, wherever there are ayun, wherever there is water, then that is a place that gets populated. That is where civilizations thrive. Without water, civilizations cannot thrive. People cannot survive. Liyakulu, so that they may eat. Min thamarihi of his fruit. His fruit. His fruit, meaning the fruit that Allah creates. And remember the word thamar is used for the product of a process, right? It's what is produced. It's produce. So it's not just referring to grapes and dates, it's also referring to the hub, the grain. And who does it belong to? Who made it? Allah. لِيَأْكُلُوا مِنْ ثَمَرِهِ When we eat food, do we remember that it belongs to Allah? He made it, He created it. وَمَا And that which عَمِلَتْهُ It made أَيْدِيهِمْ Their hands. Meaning they eat the fruit that Allah has made. And they also eat what their hands make. Meaning, the fruit, the raw fruit or the raw produce, they prepare it, they make it into different forms, and then they eat that also. Like for example, from the grain we make flour, with that we make bread, right? From the fruit we make drinks, juice. We prepare food from the food that Allah has created for us. Because we could say that, no, no, this was manufactured, this product was made in a factory. Alright, this chocolate bar was made in a factory, and it tastes way better than a date. Right? A person might say that. I disagree, but a person might say that. Alright? And they might say that, well, the chocolate bar is far better than 
a date. Alright? But if you think about it, that chocolate bar also was made from what? Our hands made it. But how? Where did we get the raw material from? From where? From the produce that Allah has created. Right? Even if we were to manufacture some kind of a machine in which we pour water, right? And then we program it to make hamburgers or something. And then that machine explodes up to the sky and then hamburgers are falling from the sky. You know what I'm referring to? Even if we were to make a machine like that, I mean that water that we would pour into it, where would that water come from? Where would it come from? From Allah. So the fact is that anything we produce, we cannot produce it except with things that Allah has made for us. So Allah says, أَفَلَا يَشْكُرُونَ Will they not give thanks? Will they not thank Allah? Because if you think about it, what did we do to deserve water even in the first place? What did we do to deserve all this fruit and all this variety that Allah creates? We didn't do nothing. Then will they not be grateful? Another way of interpreting this ayah is, min thamarihi, So that they may eat of his fruit, meaning the fruit that Allah has created, Allah has provided. وَمَا عَمِلَتُ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَمَا أَنَّاتْ عَمِلَتُ أَيْدِيهِمْ Their hands make it. Meaning their hands did not make this fruit. Did we create fruit ourselves? Did we manufacture water ourselves or grain ourselves? No, we didn't. أَفَلَا يَشْكُرُونَ Then will they not be grateful? So, what's the message over here? We use what Allah has created. And with the creativity that He has blessed us with, we make different things. So in other words, everything we have, everything we enjoy, comes from who? Comes from who? Allah. So then where is the gratitude? Subhana. Perfect. Perfection. It's for who? Alladhi, the one who خَلَقَ الْأَزْوَاجَ kullaha, Who has created all pairs. Subhana alladhi. Allah is perfect. What does subhanallah mean? That Allah is perfect. He is free from any imperfection. He is worthy of all praise. Meaning whether people show gratitude or they don't show gratitude. Allah is perfect. And He is the one who has created al-azwaja kullaha. Azwaj, plural of the word, zawj. Meaning Allah has created everything in the form of azwaj. In the form of pairs. The creation has been created in pairs. What kind of pairs? What is azwaj? Azwaj, plural of zawj. Zawj is basically one of a pair, meaning one that completes a pair. Has it ever happened with you that you have, you know, your favorite pair of socks and then you lose one? What do you do with the other one? What do you do? You keep it for some time so that maybe, maybe one day you'll find the lost sock. But if you don't find the lost sock, what are you going to do? What good is that one sock? Is it useful? Can you wear it? Maybe you're very daring and you'll mix and match with something that doesn't go with it at all. Maybe. Right? But what good is it? So, zawj, one of a pair, meaning one that completes a pair. If the other is not there, the first one is useless. You understand? It's useless. 
So Allah has created the creation in azwaj, meaning such pairs that complement, complete each other. Because they are in need of their counterparts. They are in need of their pairs. Without the pair, they are incomplete. They are useless. Like for example, the night and the day. Are they in pairs? Do they make a complete set? Yes, they do. Right? The sky and the earth. The right and the left. The man and the woman. Right? So Allah has created the creation in pairs. And these pairs are not necessarily referring to male and female, but also sometimes opposites. Right? Because it's creation that completes, complements the other creation. What does this show? That the creation has been created dependent. Dependent on who? On one another. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the khaliq. He is the only one who is independent. This is why Allah is witr. Right? He loves yuhibbul witr. Right? One. One. And even, even number, how is it made even when you add one more? Isn't it? So subhanallah khalaq al-azwaja kullaha. He has created the creation in azwaj. In what? Mimma from that which tumbitul arda, the earth produces. Meaning plants. Even in plants, there are male and female. Is that so? When it comes to fruit trees, if you buy, for example, an apple tree, you can't have apples unless there are multiple apple trees. Right? Why? Because pollination is necessary. And that's not possible without azwaj. So, مِمَّا تُنْبِتُ الْأَرْضِ وَمِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ And also among themselves, meaning in people are also pairs of what? Male and female. وَمِمَّا لَا يَعْلَمُونَ And also there are azwaj in the creation that they do not even know of. Meaning there are pairs in creation that we are unfamiliar with. Like for example, mountains, how are they in azwaj? Right? Or stars, how are they in azwaj? We don't know. We don't know yet. Right? Maybe it will be discovered. Allahu alam. Alright? Now, what does this ayah teach us? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created the creation in pairs, parts, complementing, completing each other. For on their own, they're incomplete. And He knows His creation. In Surah Al-Dhariyat, ayah 49, Allah says, وَمِن كُلِّ شَيْءٍ خَلَقْنَا زَوْجَيْنِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَذَكَّرُونَ In everything we have created pairs, so that you remember. And over here, one more thing that we need to understand is that كُلَّ شَيْءٍ Alright? As mentioned in Surah Al-Dhariyat, وَمِن كُلِّ شَيْءٍ خَلَقْنَا زَوْجَيْنِ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ means everything. But it doesn't mean every single thing. It can also be understood as majority of, the bulk of, the creation is in pairs. Which means that there may be exceptions. And is that so? Is that so? Yes. There may be exceptions in the creation of things that are not in pairs. Maybe they do have a different kind of pair, not necessarily male and female, and we are not aware of that. Alright? The lesson this teaches us is Subhanallah. Allah is perfect because He does not need a pair. We need pairs. We need others to complete to perfect, to complement us. Allah does not need. وَلَمْ يَكُلْ لَهُ كُفُوًا أَحَدِيَ No co-equal. Because He is the Khaliq. This is Allah. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَآيَةٌ لَهُمُ اللَّيْلِ نَسْلَخُ مِنْهُ النَّهَارِ فَإِذَاهُمْ مُظْلِمُونَ And a sign for them is the night that we نَسْلَخُ We peel off, we remove from it the day, meaning the light of the day. And this points towards the fact that the day goes away gradually. We peel the day from the night, meaning the setting of the sun is gradual. With each passing moment, it's as if one layer of the light of the day is peeled away. Until finally, فَإِذَا هُمْ مُظْلِمُونَ They are in darkness. Meaning the people find themselves in darkness. وَالشَّمْسُ And the sun. تَجْرِي It runs. Tajri, it runs meaning it flows. The word jara, yajri, is used for something moving fast, going forward, in space, in air, or on water. Like for example, the word tajri is also used for the flowing of the ships, the movement of the ships. Likewise, the word is also used for the movement of the celestial bodies. So, washamsu tajri, the sun runs, meaning it moves along on its course. And over here, the word tajri, this has to be understood as according from the perspective of the viewer. Meaning for people on earth, for us, what do we see the sun as? We see it as moving. Alright? Because some people, what they do is that they refer to these verses and they say, well see, the you know, Quran clearly contradicts science. Alright? That the Quran contradicts basic science. We know that the earth is the one that's moving around the sun. The sun is not revolving around the earth. Alright? And then they refer to these verses. Well, the thing is that in the Quran, first of all, we have to understand the Quran is a book of signs, not science. We don't study science from the Quran. The Quran directs our attention to words, signs in the creation. Alright? And secondly, we have to remember that whenever the creation is mentioned, signs of the creation are mentioned, then it's always mentioned with the perspective of the viewers. Alright, with the perspective of the viewers. Because whether you are a person living in 10th century or 50th century, no matter where on the earth you're living, what your academic background is, what your intellectual level is, when you look up into the sky as an average human being or as a very knowledgeable human being, you see the sun moving. Alright? So in the Quran, whatever is mentioned, it's mentioned from the perspective of the viewer, of the people. Because only then will it be relatable by all people, will it be understandable to all people. So, وَالشَّمْسُ تَجْرِي The sun is moving, is running. لِمُسْتَقَرِّ لَهَا لِ Towards or according to لَهَا For it, meaning it's مُسْتَقَرْ Meaning the sun is running towards its مُسْتَقَرْ The sun is going According to its mustaqar. Now what is the word mustaqar? Mustaqar is from the root qafra ra, qarar. And qarar means to become still. And mustaqar is mawdi'ul qarar. The place of qarar. Meaning the place where something comes and stops. In other words, destination. Or final resting place. Alright? So the sun is moving towards its mustaqar, towards its stopping point. Now remember the word mustaqar, grammatically it's dharf, it's ism dharf, meaning the noun of dharf. And dharf is for place and time. Alright? So mustaqar can refer to the point in time where it is going to stop. Alright? 
So it's destination, meaning the time when it's going to stop. And what is that referring to? The day of judgment. Or the time when the sun is going to finish. It's going to finish. And what is that time? Allahu A'lam. But definitely we learned that on the day of judgment, what's going to happen? وَجُمِعَ الشَّمْسُ وَالْقَمَرُ إِذَا الشَّمْسُ كُوِّرَتْ The sun will finish when? On the day of judgment. So, وَالشَّمْسُ تَجْرِي لِمُسْتَقَرِّ لَهَا The sun is running toward its stopping point. Stopping point meaning the point in time and that is the day of judgment. Alright? Secondly, the word مُسْتَقَرْ can be understood as the place of rest. Its destination, meaning it's the place where it stops, it reaches, it stops, and after that stop, it then continues its journey. Now what is this place? We learn in hadith that each sunrise is by Allah's permission. Meaning every time the sun rises, it's only by Allah's permission. Now in a hadith we learn, this is a hadith in Bukhari, that the Prophet ﷺ, he said that, O oh Abu Dhar, do you know where the sun sets? And Abu Dhar anhu said, Allah and His Messenger know best. The Prophet ﷺ said, it goes and prostrates beneath the throne. And that is what Allah says, وَالشَّمْسُ تَجْرِي لِمُسْتَقَرِّ لَهَا And a time will come when permission will not be granted. And the sun will go back and it will rise from the west. Now some people, again, they look at this hadith and they say, according to Islam, the sun moves, right? It goes away, alright? It goes away from space, it goes to do sujood, it prostrates, and then it is sent back, alright? Now again, when we look at these ahadith or these verses, we don't need to derive science from these verses and from these ahadith, alright? What we need to understand is that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about, for example, the sajda of the sun. The Prophet ﷺ is telling us about the sajda, the prostration of the sun. That prostration is not necessarily the way we prostrate. Alright? This is similar to how Allah says in the Qur'an that there is nothing except that it does tasbih. It is glorifying Allah. Meaning, even the pen that you're writing with is doing tasbih of Allah. But Allah says, وَلَكِن لَا تَفْقَهُونَ تَسْبِيحَهُمْ You do not get how they do tasbih. You don't understand. And we know as human beings that there is definitely more in the creation, more to the creation, more about the creation than we know. Right? Just the other day I was having a conversation with somebody where they were saying that they're, you know, fourth dimension. We only know about the third dimension, but there is a fourth dimension also. Right? I mean, there are theories that were suggested years before us. And now, because of some waves that we have perceived in the universe, we think that certain theories are no longer theories, but rather they are facts. Right? Because we are constantly growing in our knowledge as we discover more. Right? So, what does this show to us? That our knowledge is not total, it is not absolute. So just because we don't understand how exactly the sun goes and prostrates, we don't need to worry about it. Alright? And the fact is that every creature worships Allah, how? In its own way. In the way that Allah has required it to worship Allah. Alright? And also we need to remember that everything is in a state of obedience to Allah anyway. So what we can derive from this hadith and this ayah together, وَالشَّمْسُ تَجْرِي لِمُسْتَقَرِّ لَهَا The sun is moving according to its 
or toward its destination, meaning the movement of the sun, every rising, every setting, is only by whose permission? By whose permission? By the permission of Allah. Every rising and every setting is by whose command? It is by Allah's command. And really, if you look at it, I mean, when you study anything about astronomy, it's amazing how if the sun, the earth, the moon would not do what they are doing up until now, life could no longer continue. Isn't it so? The slight movement of you know, the earth from its orbit, it's swerving away from its orbit, from its path. What would it do to the earth? So what does it show? That while these massive bodies are in space and they're moving on their courses, they are controlled. Isn't that so? They are controlled. They're not flowing, running randomly. This is not all random. It is being controlled. We say that those controls are the laws of nature, the laws of physics, whatever they may be. But who created those laws? Who put them in place? And who is ensuring that these massive bodies are not going out of control? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. And that is what we are being taught over here. That وَالشَّمْسُ تَجْرِي لِمُسْتَقَرِّ لَهَا Don't think that all of this is happening at random. Don't think that all of this is happening at random, uncontrollably. This is happening according to Allah's decree. ذَلِكَ تَقْدِيرٌ That is the taqdeer, meaning the determination, the planning, the decision of who? Al-Aziz, the mighty one, Al-Alim, the knowing one. So whatever is going on in space is happening according to the determination of who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And look at the names of Allah that are mentioned over here. Al-Aziz, the mighty one. Because who could control the massive moon and the even more massive sun? Who could control it? Only the one who is Aziz. I mean, just thinking about the sun, how hot it is, what it's made of, right? Just thinking about how many dangers there are in outer space, I mean, it's frightening. Who has created all of this and who is managing all of this? It is Al-Aziz. And he is Al-Alim, the knowing one. Now the word mustaqar, there's another meaning of the word mustaqar also, and that is the course of qarar, meaning the consistent predetermined schedule. Alright? Because when something is, you know, in a state of qarar, it means it's still. Right? It's still, it's there, it's not moving from it. So mustaqar is referring to the fixed schedule of the sun, from which it does not move. And it's amazing how now we have it recorded to the very seconds and to the very minutes. Right? At this time will be the sunrise. At this minute is the sunrise. At this minute is the sunset. Right? For every single day of the year. For every single city on this planet. Isn't that amazing? We couldn't have done it if the sun did not have a fixed mustaqar. Right? A fixed schedule. And over here then, lamb will be understood as according to, or due to. Lam of illah. Limustaqar, meaning due to its mustaqar, due to its fixed schedule. And this schedule is the planning of who? Al-Aziz Al-Alim. Because really, the schedule that we follow, right, the Gregorian calendar for example, I mean, we go according to the sun, right? It's solar. 
It's by the sun. It's amazing. We have it down to, you know, for example, in February, there's only 28 days except for every, every four years, right? So isn't that even amazing? What does this show? The ilm of Allah, the izzah of Allah, the might of Allah. ذَلِكَ تَقْدِيرُ الْعَزِيزِ الْعَلِيمِ In Surah Ibrahim, Ayah 33, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَسَخَّرَ لَكُمُ الشَّمْسَ وَالْقَمَرَ دَائِبَيْنِ وَسَخَّرَ لَكُمُ اللَّيْلَ وَالنَّهَارِ It is Allah who has subjected the sun and the moon for you constantly. Constantly the sun, the moon, the night, day, everything is working for you so that you have a schedule. But look at us, we still don't follow a schedule. In Surah Al-An'am, Ayah 96, Allah says, فَالِقُ الْإِصْبَاحِ وَجَعَلَ اللَّيْلَ السَّكَنًا وَالشَّمْسَ وَالْقَمَرَ حُسْبَانًا ذَلِكَ تَقْدِيرُ الْعَزِيزِ الْعَلِيمِ Similar messages reiterated over there. So what do we see over here? The sun is itself going in its orbit, going through space. The earth tries to you know, catch up with the sun and the moon is trying to catch up with the earth and that is according to one theory. Right? There are many theories out there. It's amazing how you try to do a little bit of research and there are so many differences of opinion when it comes to you know, astronomy that really you don't know what to follow. Right? I wanted to show you a video and then I did a little bit of research and I found out that that's not really 100% accurate. And I was like, now what? Anyway, Allahu A'lam, what we learn from this is that whatever Allah is created is really perfect. And it only points towards the perfection of Allah's might, His planning, His knowledge. Recitation. وَآيَةٌ لَهُمُ الْأَرْضُ الْمَيْتَةُ أَحْيَيْنَاهَا وَأَخْرَجْنَا مِنْهَا حَبًّا فَمِنْهُ يَأْكُلُونَ وَجَعَلْنَا فِيهَا جَنَّاتٍ مِنْ نَخِيلٍ وَأَعْنَابٍ فَجَّرْنَا فِيهَا مِنَ الْعُيُونِ لِيَأْكُلُوا مِنْ ثَمَرِهِ وَمَا عَمِلَتْهُ أَيْدِيهِمْ أَفَلَا يَشْكُرُونَ سُبْحَانَ الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْأَزْوَاجَ كُلَّهَا مِمَّا تُنْبِتُ الْأَرْضُ وَمِنْ أَنْفُسِهِمْ وَمِمَّا لَا